All right, do you want to just pretend like there's podcast music? There you go. Okay, so (laughs) hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. And so, Jen, what do you want to do today? What do you want to talk about today? I'm going to talk about Helltown, Ohio. Sweet. Full of urban legend of chemical spills, murderous, Satanists, mutated animals. That's my favorite kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I have not quite as um, spooky, but still kind of good. The disappearance of the Ninth um, Legion, which is a Roman Legion group of warriors that disappeared. I love Roman warriors. Yes. Well, these guys <laughs> might have had bad things happen to them. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yes. You want to start first? Sure. Okay. So, Helltown, Ohio is located approximately 30 minutes south of Cleveland. Okay. Is it Helltown one word? Yep. Helltown is one word. Okay. It is actually located in Summit County, Summit County Ohio. In the Boston Township area. Okay. So it's a little part of this township. Okay. When you go to this area, you know, most parts show, you know, some parts show early America, but it's clearly 20th century little town. Okay. So kind of like the um, Greenfield Village or something? Yeah. Okay. And it's surrounded by dangerous roads. Um you know, completely abandoned, and there's a few legends of this town and how it became Helltown. abandoned and oh, got so named Helltown. So the town is entirely abandoned? It's completely abandoned. Nobody's Except there. for maybe we should live there. Like, yeah. that would be cool. <laughs> so the first legend that's out there is about the white church. It sits atop a hill. You can see it through, you know, anywhere in the town. And it has on the outside upside-down crosses. It is said that locals in the area believe the people who attended the church were Satanists, and some are still in the town roaming around awaiting curious trespassers so that they can uh, ensnarl them. Ooh, so like the modern-day boogeyman. Like if you go to the town, the boogeyman will get you. Yeah. Awesome. The second legend that I found on the town was there are some locals who say the government evacuated the town because of a really bad chemical spill. Okay. Which caused mutations of the residents (laughs) and the animals in the area. Nice. It is said that there is a mammoth-sized snake that is still in the town that slithers around, and they call it the Peninsula Python. The Peninsula Python. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a scary movie. Like there's a giant chemical spill, people mutate and then leave the town. Yeah. To take and, their mutated asses somewhere else. And then the, gov- <laughs> yeah, the government, uh, yeah, disperses them around and <laughs> right. it's all a hidden conspiracy. I bet. Um, the third legend is about that there's an insane killer who came into the town, murdered all the children on when they were riding in their local school bus. Okay. And if you go there and look into the school bus, you can see, you know, the ghosts of the children and then that insane killer. Oh, so he came on board and just wiped out all the kids? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, Helltown's uh, nickname actually just came from the residents. 
Okay. Um, so with all it. the legends and everything, that's how Helltown became. It's really not... I don't think the Satanic Church is helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 1974, so this is the real story. Okay. What happened to this small town? Where did everyone go? Yeah. In 1974, there was a growing concern regarding deforestation. Because of this, President Gerald Ford gave the power to the National Park Service to have the, take that land back. Okay. And to preserve the forest and, and grow that area. Okay. The National Park Service chose the areas for the new parks, and the residents were forced to sell their property to the government. Oh, so they had to abandon their they, homes. They had to leave. Okay. It was said there was a message written outside of one of the buildings that read, Now we know how the Indians felt. Dang. Yeah. Except for you guys got paid. The Indians just got screwed. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So I had found a documentary actually on this whole situation. Oh, okay. Uh, it was created by Frontline, the television series, and it's called For the Good of All. And throughout 1979 and 1982, thousands throughout the U.S. had to sell their homes to the government, and the land was turned over and made into a national park. Oh. And really when this whole thing, this bill was created and the National Park Service received this authority, they were, it was only supposed to be a small amount of homes that were actually sold, right. you know, purchased yeah. and then torn down. There were still going to be homes within these national parks, but you were no longer allowed to change your home. Okay. It had to stay the condition it was upon that transfer. Okay. The person over the national parks who led this whole... Um, shit show? Shit show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just started telling people, no, we're going to we're gonna use your home for this. Because so, so, if it's Helltown, it's it obviously down. not a forest, right? It is actually within the national park there. But it's, it but was that a area... road that went in, and then you had this area. It was three areas within the National Park in okay. that area that did have people living there. Oh, okay. Some of those houses were supposed to be left there. Okay. You couldn't see it from the hill when somebody's walking the trail. You didn't have to move. That was oh. the whole point of it. But instead, this guy wanted to look cool. This is his big moment, and he just went in, closed businesses, Force people to move out. Later on down the road, it was found that some people that had more power that lived in that area, they didn't have to. Oh, like the rich dude that might have some political house. connections still has his house. Yeah, still has his house, but all these other people were not allowed to keep their homes. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, and it's actually widespread through the United States this happened. This was just not done in this small... Not just Ohio. Yeah, not just a small area in Ohio. It was everywhere in the United States. They had the authority to come to you and say, we're going to make your land a picnic area. And now you have to, you know, we oh. have to sell. You have to sell your house to us. The no government. shit. Yeah. So there's the government just taking on over, which led to a really interesting thing when I was investigating this that happened to our family. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't that happen to you? Isn't that how you moved from Ohio to Michigan? 
Yeah, it was not the forest. Okay. It was an airport. The government gave the authority to a local airport to expand. And when they did that, that also gave them the authority to map out the area they needed and to buy the homes, buy or move the or demolish the homes in that specific area. For a two-year span, you know, the community argued about it. Yeah. They decide the airport decided, oh, well, it's more money for me to buy these homes. So what they decided to do was to save money, they would go and buy a plot of land, so you have an acre, they're going to buy you an acre of land, and they are going to move your home to that. To, like, physically move your home? Yeah, they're going to pick up your home, and they're going to move it, because it was cheaper than to purchase the home from the homeowner, so that they could have the land. What? Yeah. Or you could choose. But didn't you guys sell? No. Oh. So you could choose to just walk (laughs) away from your home. So you could just choose to walk away, call it a wash, and move. Which some people did, which is what my parents decided to do. Okay. was their best option because the land they wanted, the airport was going to put their house on, Mm -hmm. didn't have good water, wasn't where they wanted to be. Okay. So it was better that they just picked up. And left the home. Okay. But you guys left the state. You guys, yeah, we did. That was Ohio. Yeah, and then you guys moved to Michigan. Which, thing, thankfully, you moved to Michigan so I could meet Michael. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, I did ask Michael, like, how did you move from Ohio to Michigan? <laughs> and we talked about the airport expansion. Yep, the airport expansion. And you guys had to leave. At the beginning, and this is how you can see how these things play out. Yeah. Here, the airport mapped it out. And when I was discussing with my parents... We were, our house was on the edge, right there. We were at the, the um, limit right there. We could stay. Yeah. With airplanes going over your head? Yeah, with, air, <laughs> with airports going over your head. But also, we, yeah. we weren't going to be affected okay. by the moving or purchasing of homes or the demolishing homes. We were not affected. Okay. But during the two years in the process, the airport remapped. Okay, so they remapped, and then all of a sudden, hey, we're in that area. Oh, now you're within the boundary. Yeah, no and, and now you need to either let us move your house or you need to leave. Shit. Yeah. That's so. a bummer. Yeah, it goes to what so the government health, can do. So that was Frontline? Maybe we can do a link to that one. Yeah, I'll put a link on the Website? in the show notes. Okay. That's yeah, a- it's very interesting how the government can come in... You think you're fine. Yeah. You're living the American dream. You own land. You own a nice home. And they can just come in and be like, yeah, you need to move. Yeah, well, you guys didn't even get compensation. Like, oh, we'll just consider it. You don't know anything. And you could just leave. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it's very What's interesting. A, too, yeah, it's a good thing you guys didn't, like, own your house for 30 years or something. So... And that's some of the story in the documentary of the Helltown. Yeah. How, you know, here's this guy who over the years built this home from uh, scratch and now he ha- he he can't live there he has to move or these you know elderly there was a a war vet that was in the documentary that lived with his mother generations and generations had lived in that house uh, and then now it's 
here being taken from you here here's some money now you need to you need to leave and it wasn't here you have six months to figure out what you need to do and to get prepared for it even the businesses it was 90 days so they knocked on your door they let you know we're buying your house you have 90 days to get out businesses families Farm. I mean, they had farms there and everything. Oh, my God. You know, just to really, truly just uproot these people who lived in this area. Was They had a gas station. They had a florist. Yeah. You know, it was a small community, quiet community. And now they, you know, what they... Now it's an abandoned town filled with devil worshippers, yeah. giant snakes, and people who murder children on buses. Yeah. And supposedly most of the homes have been demolished, and it took years. Oh, wow. You know, Even after- 2016, I had read that 2016, they had finished demolishing a certain part. So, you started back you didn't in say- 1979. Yeah. And it took you to 20... You really needed that. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you really needed it. Yeah, you really needed them out in 90 days because you were going to move so fast on that. Yeah, and in 2016, you decided to get rid of... The house. I, it's oh, yeah. horrible. That's bullshit. By then, probably animals and nature got rid of the house. Half, you know, got halfway rid of the house yeah. because nature will take over. I think there's like a show about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, very interesting. That was interesting. Okay, so mine is actually going back way back. Way back. Okay. Shortly, if you're a Christian or whatever, after Christ is born, if you believe in that, if you're the type. So, this talks about the Roman army's Ninth Legion. Which conquered England in 43 AD. So they go over to the island that is Britain, and they do they do whoop some ass. It does it does happen. Okay. And they start in the south and like work their way north. They land and work up. So there's still rebellions and shit. You know, they're not taking this lying down. Uh, but um, people are still being controlled by Rome for like 74 years. The people in, in Britain till about um, 117 AD. And then all of a sudden, the Ninth Legion, which had been in Britain kicking ass, taking names, mm-hmm. all of a sudden just disappears from the historical record. They don't, they don't, shit's not said about them again. It became a really popular mystery after this lady, who's a novelist, Rosemary Sutcliffe. She publishes a book in 1954 called The Eagle of the Ninth. So it's a make-believe story, right? But she yeah. does a really good job. And it's the story of a young Roman officer, Marcus Aquila, who travels north of the of Hadrian's Wall to uncover the truth about his father's disappearance. So his dad's part of the ninth. So he, there's this wall called the Hadrian's Wall, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. Um, and he's looking for the uh, legion's battled sta- standard, which is a bronze eagle. That's their symbol. So he's looking for the bronze eagle, and he thinks his dad was part of the ninth. Hadrian's Wall is a stone wall that is the northernmost boundary of the Norman, uh, the Roman Empire on the Isle of Britain. So that show, that's their boundary. Like, they kicked ass up to this line, and then there's okay. the wall, okay? <laughs> ancient Britons, um, including the Picts, which are ancient Scotsmen, they're Picts, they lived above the line. So the Scots lived above the line, the Picts did. There's significant portions of the wall still standing, so you can still see it, even though it's been 2,000 you know, years. And you can actually follow it on foot. It's a tourist attraction, and it was declared a World Heritage Site in 2008. Yeah, I thought, you know, I would, that's not something I would not mind doing, following the wall. People often mistake that wall as the border between England and Scotland. And it's really close. In some areas, it's literally just a couple feet, you know, less than a mile 
from the border. Mm -hmm. But in some areas, it's 68 miles away from the border. So it's not the exact, but it does follow it, kind of. Mm -hmm. The Ninth Legion was the most, the northernmost legions of all of Britain. You know, they're up, they're right up against the wall. The people like to say that the Picts, that the Romans tried to cross the wall, and the Picts, the ancient Scotsmen, just murdered them all. Here, are, so that's one of the that's one of the most popular things. They tried to push past the wall, and the Picts slaughtered the Ninth Legion. Okay, oh, right. they so they managed to just they decided, massacre them all. Yes, massacre them all. That's it. You disappear from history. You're all dead. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Mass grave somewhere. So other you know hypotheses are. So yeah, so the most that that is the most popular. They they go against the um, picks. They're annihilated. They're never seen again, and they think that's due to the book, The Eagle of the Ninth, because that's what it suggests happens. And in fact, around this time, there are large numbers of Roman soldiers that were killed by the British. The people are saying the Ninth Legion could have been part of that because the Britons are fighting back, the picks are fighting, everybody's fighting back. It was said in the third century that Roman Emperor Hadrian couldn't control the Britons, so he's actually noted saying that he he can't control these motherfuckers. It's right around the time the Ninth Legions disappears, so everybody's like, you know, that's probably what happened. And he had actually sent emergency reinforcements to the area, including the Sixth Legion. So he sends a whole other legion there trying to quell the uprisings and stuff. And right around the time you don't hear from the Ninth, Legions anymore, Ninth Legion anymore, they're like, they were killed. They, other, here's other, other people said they were transferred out of the area. That makes sense, right? You transfer yeah. out, you'll never be seen again from there. Maybe they were defeated by the Parthians in Iran. Maybe they were defeated in a Jewish uprising in 132 AD because they're just sent somewhere else, just parsed somewhere else. Like, okay, you're done fighting in Britain. Go here to fight now. Mm -hmm. And they think that they were transferred and they died. They could have went to the Netherlands, too. That could have been a place that the Ninth Legion went. My connection to this one is I watched this movie called um, Centurion on Netflix. I really like it. It has Michael Fassbender in it, and it seems to be like a loose adaptation of what happened to the Ninth Legion. It's a really good movie. Um, four out of five people would recommend, I would hmm. say. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, he's with a legion of Roman soldiers. They go into the Northern Territory. They're ambushed. They're killed off a lot. They even kill each other, a little bit of infighting, and it shows what happens in the end. Michael Fassbender is the last surviving centurion. Actually, nobody else in Rome knows he's there at this point. Everybody thinks everybody's dead. I would probably assume that they've all been massacred and the ones that were not, yeah. were some, that they just went to the other side. And, yeah, as I say, he got married something. You know, like, please don't kill me, I'll be on your team. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, yeah, so you killed everybody I know. That's cool. We can be friends yeah. though, right? Yeah. <laughs> and these Roman dudes were assholes anyways, right? I'm just a soldier. Yeah. So, I'll come hang out with you. Huh, that's really interesting. I wanted to read The Eagle of the Ninth. I thought that might be interesting. The movie I liked. <laughs> I watched it twice. <laughs> I'm sure the book would be good. Yes, I do like a good book. Do you have anything else you want to go over? That's all from me. All right. You've been listening to Michigan and Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Contact us at michiganandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, find site links, correct us when necessary, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Goodbye now.